0: It's the Round Six Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion featuring a variety of automotive subjects, interviews, special guests, and stories. Hosted by the Round Six Gearheads Brian Stubsky, Alex Welsh, and Brad King. Here on episode 76, it's a very special roundtable as we discuss the state of the hobby and what it takes to compete at the highest levels of hot rodding with special guests J.F. Launier, Eric Hansen, and Tim Strange. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Brad. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. J- J.F. Eric Hansen. This is awesome. It's good to have you guys here. Uh, we are at the uh, still at the Grand National Roadster Show. Uh, we're next to the ARP. Uh, what do we call it? The Sloniker Lounge. The Lounge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the yes. Contenders Lounge. Yes, which you, sir, have been great at partaking of. Partaking of <laughs> uh, the lounge for a while now. Every I come at JF's,
1: partaking out of the lounge. Of the lounge, the lounge no, is working okay. out really well for me, actually, <laughs> in this instance. It's been good. good.
0: We uh, it, it's awesome over here. We got we got a great spot in Building Six. Uh, obviously, ARP. Um, a food Wiener we cannot name that comes on a stick. Uh, yeah. We Amazon women working under <laughs> the counter. Yeah. Alright, And uh, we're here. We're just kind of kicking back. It's, it's kind of cool. Thank you guys for for joining us. Um, two of you guys have been on before. We, JF's been on. Tim's been on. Uh, Eric's never been on. It's it's good to have you, man. You you're a you're like if you don't know Eric's name, God, you've been around. You and your dad had built some really killer cars over the years and I, I thought it'd be... The help of this guy. And, and I thought this would be kind of a cool thing if we got some guys together, because we've all, we've all worked together in some respect. Um, designer, builder, builder-client, and we've never really had a discussion on how that dynamic works. So I thought this would be kind of a cool way to just get everybody together, have a quick chat about that, and just kind of... So if you're from the outside, you've never done it before, this could be a good learning experience. This helps you guys get clients that understand how the thing works. And as a client, you understand how the builders work. So let's uh, let's kind of dive in here. Um, you guys being the, the, the best examples at the table because, well, you and I have worked designer builder, but builder client-wise, how does you relate? You guys have a great relationship. I mean, outside. You guys have a really good personal relationship on top of which I, I think- I moved to
2: Tennessee for this guy. So.
0: Wow. Wow, dude! I know people moved away from Tennessee when you moved there, but this, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, this, this is this is interesting. So.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, we met uh, when you guys were touring the AMBR car. Yep. You guys were filming with some guy named Foos. I don't know if he seems ne- to be kind of a new, upcoming thing. Never heard of. But him. Uh, they were doing the Road to the Riddler show back in the day, and we were there showing '54 uh, Chevy, and uh, they made the grade eight with a Steve Moll built, Daryl Hollenbeck painted '32 Roadster and they went on to go and win the AMBR. We hung out, they showed at Blackie's, which we did that year too. Yep. Um, just kind of got to know each other, hang out, stood at, stayed at the same hotels a lot of times, and like, you know, you do a lot of more hanging out and meeting people at nights than you do sometimes at the shows. And a couple years later, we had a car that got stalled out in our shop, and uh, him and his dad called and said, hey, we want to build a custom. So that was the Resilience, the 52 Buick Custom that we did all kinds of design work on. The genesis of that started at this show. Yeah, and went to breakfast at the airport to plan the build out that one year. And we toured that all over the country. And it was like the same year, season, that with some guy with a badass Chrysler wagon from Canada. Clean it up. Did all we right. We hung, up, hung <laughs> out and stayed in a bunch of shows together. And then after the... The Buick. It ended up in the Peterson Museum for a couple years. Yep. The, your dad's AMBR car. He's passed away since, but it's still in the NHRA Museum right over here on the grounds. And then, uh, actually, right before you moved to Tennessee, we built a 32 four-door. It was uh, America's most beautiful street rod top five and street rodder, cover and it's going in the next issue of
0: Wheel Hub. Made it onto a great oh, shirt. Yeah, great yeah I did that, shirt. did that too. So this, wow. So it's nice. been yeah. everywhere. I'm sure that was the pinnacle for you. You were like, oh man, it's going to be on a shirt, yay. But, no, <laughs> oh, it's cool. He gets to show it off, people walking around. Exactly. You know, Tim's
2: anniversary
0: here, so. So now, you can of talk about this? like, being in the same industry, you've obviously, you've made close friends as well with, like,
1: clients of yours, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would say that, uh the most prized stuff we've ever done is making friendships with great people there's been some cars that have created some tr- tricky and difficult relationships of course and other cars that we've put the same amount of effort in that have created lifetime friendships and really some of some of our clients actually consider us family which is the coolest thing that's ever happened you know, we spent
0: time yesterday walking around, you know, we did the whole, it was funny because like builder, client, designer, walking around and just talking cars, yeah. checking stuff out that was cool. We met a lot of cool people on the way too, that for guy sure. with that, that three window coupe. Yeah. That dude was super cool. Super cool. He invited us in to take a closer look at the car and we kind of checked it out We're crawling over his car and his display. Super cool, dude. Really proud of his stuff and for good reason. And uh, so you know, the weird thing is sometimes builders become friends too. I shared a hotel room with JF for a week in Vegas one time. I, I wish we had cameras on that. <laughs> <laughs> you do have <laughs> We're just gonna leave that
4: one alone,
1: aren't we? It wasn't as wild as what you'd think. He no. kinda of had the flu or something. I did. Yeah. yeah. Man. Sat on the couch most of the weekend. Oh. That's so
0: cool to hear you two. See, you two interacting together would be great because 'Cause you've got like the great if you bring up like I thought he was a dickhead
1: the first time I met him actually. And now he's right. <laughs> really wow kind of grown on me lots well it was like the first they high-five shamed me right away yeah Yeah, he's a (laughs) high-fiver i am not a (laughs) high-fiver you guys are just so weird like what (laughs) happened there
3: i've traveled snobs and i've traveled a lot more around the world (laughs) since we've met so i understand canadian a lot better (laughs) now we're okay that's
0: how we hit it off i mean that's all it took was you know I, i speak a little bit of canadian i grew up on the border so we're we're okay. He looks down at me that way. I mean, literally and figuratively, <laughs> which is great. I, uh, so, when, when you get into the relationship, working with someone, yep. Uh, especially as a client, you're looking for a shop you can trust, obviously, for sure. Because I mean, that's it's a it's a big investment.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate, and I think there's all sorts of ways you know, kind of owners or people who are you know working with builders to build cars they don't appreciate the investment of time i believe i think that's one of the things personally that uh, you, you it's it becomes a you you become friends with these people because you're talking to them you know many times a day you know often odd hours making decisions and i think there's you know some some owners are really passive and just i, I have a vision go build it and, i take kind of the other end of the spectrum and like to be heavily involved in you know all sorts of those decisions and um and we go we walk around shows like this and you look at things and you see it okay would well, you want to do it like that you want to tweak it like this and um you know we we had benefited from you being able to translate a lot of ideas especially on the buick that was kind of out there and that from was a, fun from a some design ideas were aspect like
0: all over the place we were really bringing in like very disparate stuff and it worked out great yeah we took influences from transistor
3: radios toasters of toasters <laughs> you, you 50s and I, kitchen appliances, appliances you were yeah. flipping
0: through issues of like atomic ranch magazine yeah you know? i like you know. this this is a cool color yep. and it was just textures and colors it was it was like the most fun project and then on the 32 we built him his wife was really involved
3: on this one and like picked she decided the colors and the stitch styles and the way the seats were no french seam she wanted this stitch and that stitch and and that's what we did so it was it's a tool car, it makes it though. nice that the wife can be involved in life's the hot rods too. i like the fact it that a it
2: helps grease car. the skids a little bit too yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah there's something that probably needs a whole podcast in itself yeah the yeah, wife well, factor i go of pot pot
3: yeah. <laughs> learned long ago when i've talked to somebody about a car and they go i gotta run it by my wife <laughs> That is usually a no. Yes. (laughs) And And I've also worked for guys that was hiding cars from their wife. Speaking of, see, that's how the Buick got stalled in my shop. The first time, though, you had to send the guy's bills to his work. And she found out how much he was spending. At that time, we had like 80 grand in the car. You know, new wheels, new tires, new everything. And she's like, oh, my God, I can buy a new Cavalier for less than that. Oh, yes yes you can you could yes. buy a new cavalier for less than what the parts cost in this car <laughs> yeah. so yeah but that's why the car sat for a while in our shop so has so now i been... make sure everybody's involved does the wife know the girlfriend <laughs> yes. the boyfriend yes. husband yes. wife dad whatever yeah. you got to make sure everybody's your ex-father-in-law did you tell him
0: to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but has there ever been a cavalier in the peterson automotive museum not yet um, <laughs> wait! Wait till we're done. We're, oh, we just took it <laughs> off. <laughs> now. There, there could have been.
3: There may have been an HHR because SoCal was building those GM Bonneville cars. So oh, yeah. oh. I don't know if that was a Cavalier, or or Was it the next generation past the Cavalier? Remember? I yeah. wonder.
0: I wonder if that all like follows into some generational thing where yeah. it's like the next generation of like the X platform or something. So, so let me let me say that now. You had a great idea for a
1: rant. For a rant. A rant. A you kind of. You're kind of. I, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't, <laughs> <delusion> <laughs> don't want to. I don't want to don't want to narrow down JF's rant. The words <laughs> out of my mouth. But you know, a topic. <laughs> no, no. A topic to that.
0: It, and it was great. And it ties in with this because you had mentioned. You know, we're talking. You're looking for someone you get along with, and you you wanted someone where you can appreciate their level of craftsmanship. Well, that's how you got there. We had talked about this, and yeah, I, I veered into. I'm going to veer into yeah, this yes, gently. We're going to we're going to ease into it, and then I'll let you just. Whale away. Whale well, away on it. But <laughs> the point was like as far as craftsmanship goes, if you watch a car, let's say you build something like a uh like the seduced car, right? You, you get that done. That's not the kind of vehicle you want to take and sell off. And I I might hurt us I don't want to hurt us on potential sponsorship, but you don't want to sell that at an auction. That's not an auction vehicle because the people that are gonna see that car there are not looking for the level of craftsmanship, they're looking for a good buy. a car that they maybe kind of like?
2: Yeah, so my philosophy on the whole auction thing is uh, people I think our society is you know, come, I talked about time investment in builds, years to build cars, usually, right. um, even though some people think it takes much shorter, you know, years into it, and our society has come back and said, you know, we want things and we want it now, and so I think the auctions fuel the desire to scratch that itch and have something now, but what's lost, you know, in that whole dynamic is the time and the effort and the money and all the design and, you know, the passion that, craftsmen pour into building these things. And so it, it's deduced down to a financial metric of, you know, I just want to pay this for that car as opposed to ignoring, you know, what it took to get there most of the time. At least that's my personal philosophy. Well, you found a
1: poetic approach to answering or talking about that topic. I liked it. You know. I'll have a career in politics. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finance. Yeah. <laughs> you could be that's the buffer I between the white you out and, uh, you'd find the builder. <laughs> So that was—it's
0: like it's trying to find, I was trying to find the velvet hammer for this. It was so tough to do. But it, you've been—you've been involved with that too. though. I mean, you've—you've you've had cars yeah, sell, but sure. you've invested your literally Whole your life, life into. Whole and people
1: don't understand. My that. favorite way of financing a car is remortgaging my parents' house. Yeah. First, I do mine. My parents don't love me that much. <laughs> we, usually, <laughs> we usually get to the tires and wheels and maybe some suspension components and get that far by remortgaging my personal house. And then uh, when you get close to the end, it's mom and dad's house that takes a shit kicking. So, yeah, we, we ended up in a bad spot. Same car we were talking about earlier when I sort of got done building the wagon. We were flat ass broke and in debt, in debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars over that car because I had to follow my dream and I couldn't find anybody that, was willing to see my vision the way I saw it. Probably one of my best cars, either. And that's and what's down, funny about that. I think so. Couldn't, couldn't sell that to anybody as a concept, but as a real car, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. No. Right? It was ahead of its time, and that's... Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: It's, it's funny, you' I make that mistake quite be, often, though.
1: You, yeah. you are way ahead of your yeah. time. Oops.
0: That's that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe. And it's funny, now, now it's starting to be appreciated. Right. So what do you do? What you, do, you <laughs> like, do you do? <laughs> are you like that weird... Like you go back into the future. The future. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. oh, <laughs> wow! Nice. That, that was back, that, that close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, that's, that's hard. True. There's
2: more truth to that than. It, yeah.
0: But yeah, so, you know, and, and like, can you take for you to see work like that? Again, again, the builder side watching all of your because it's not just you going out in the shop and putting forty hours a week or whatever into this car. It is a. It's the culmination of. How many years prior to that being into cars, all the knowledge you've amassed, the the things that you've worked on, all the experiences you have, you put it into that car, now it's not
1: just 40 hours, now it's 30 plus years plus 40 hours of manual labor. And maybe Mm -hmm. we're going back to the problem with the media or television or whatever YouTube channels have come together sometimes, and even though you had your own show... You know the limitations of building a car within a car show format versus the super creative stuff you've done.
3: Yeah, TV show. I've done. We've done a right. TV show. We had to build a car in four, four weeks. Right. And we couldn't work on it when the cameras weren't there. Right. But it's just a stupid fake TV deadline. Right. It ain't because. Oh, we got to get this car done because somebody's dying. They've right. got this many days to live. It's because
1: the budget doesn't allow. The budget. For you you to can't be as creative. Yeah, That's- you can't film a whole
3: year of every day. Because we would film every day for four weeks and the first... They had 800 and some hours worth of footage on the very first one because they were learning how to film that also because they right. were just filming how-to stuff, basically. Right. Like, even so much so, like, filmed how to put power windows in one car on one of the other shows. If they nailed it, they never put power windows on the other side of that car. That got sold off as a half-finished project because that was just a prop. So we were giving cars and finishing them and giving them back. And they just overshot it. Right. And then four half hour T V episodes is what is a half hour is eighteen minutes worth of film of eighteen or is it sixteen minutes with the commercials taken than out? That's about twenty one so minutes, but then they it's... had to hire more editors and then the show got expensive and that's ultimately how it got canceled after two years because of the expense of it. You know, we would finally learn it's like, okay, we're gonna stay till two o'clock this morning in San Bondo or filler all day. Right. You don't need to film. No,
1: we'll put a, a out
3: of here. time lapse up, I know they taught no, me how to turn yeah. the cameras on and you just film, film, film and but yeah, the deadline was... They one wanted me to talk about the fake deadline, and I would do some asshole quote so the guy couldn't use it on TV because it was their fake deadline. Right. And you can't build that type of car in a month. Right? I mean, we put... Our, most hours cars, we put 3,800 man-hours in one car wow. in four weeks when there was holidays in there. So it was actually around 20 days of filming 3,800 man-hours. Right.
1: Wow. Well, that burns you, out. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Yep. And then the public doesn't understand the value of that car versus a four to five year build car right with I mean I had
3: 15 18 guys every week with a very organized shop no cell phones nobody coming in and out of your place so if you spread I had a guy at a car show I was doing an appearance at Pennsylvania with one of the cars they shipped us out there did an appearance with a car that we built and I had two guys wanted to fight me because I was lying to the world about how fast we could build a car
4: Right?
3: he goes I go what he goes I've been working for three years on my car there's no way you guys could build a car in four weeks I was like how many people come to your shop Oh, me and Bubba and Uncle James every Saturday and Sunday in there. I was like, well, I got guys around the industry and the most skilled dudes that I knew that could work and work their butts off for the top level. Those guys came in and wasted no time. I "Well, you ever turn on the NASCAR race? Oh, yeah, every Sunday. Ever have some beer and pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you're in the shop doesn't mean you're actually – those hours can't count. That's right. And then after about a half hour of them guys almost spitting mad at me, they finally – I think I had to draw a picture and I had to use crayons, but they finally understood what I was talking about.
1: Right. And they're like, oh, oh well, okay. Yeah. We've done that with every one of our Riddler attempts. We've stacked people. And the only way to find 40 hours. I want I want things. his crew. It's I weird. heard a podcast one time. He's got local car club dudes they that are, just come and oh. polish yeah, the hardware. Don't have they they to have yeah, pizza, like, Give them but, pizza. But
3: every shop has that at the end. I was up helping Zane finish a couple cars at Katati Speed Shop coming down here. And a couple of his buddies came by. Well, the buddies come by and help, and the guys that are getting paid leave early and, and you yeah, know that. But for sure. yeah, that's a that's why I don't have employees, I guess, too. But <laughs> yeah, but you got to rely on your buddies and people help you. And...
1: Yeah, the push at the end typically is, is something that's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Yeah, and no. the push at the end is what is
3: very it weakens a lot of clients. For we had a both cars, we had a pretty good push on both of them, and anymore I really don't care for that. I don't care to ever build another deadline client wait I'm getting ready to start one right how do I do that? we're filming a project <laughs> so there's different there's different logistics involved but like the last customer car I took for SEMA after I got commitments to them which I won't do for client cars anymore I lost six figures on that car because I had deadlines to get that thing to SEMA right. six wow. figures I lost I have more out of my labor in my pocket than that client had in his and I won't do that anymore
1: yeah, and I don't know how to speak to that other than here's your client. seems totally understanding. You've built up a relationship. It wasn't for him. No, no, no. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> no. is that it's not typically your fault for how things went, but more so that sometimes we just don't get the right client or the right person to understand the vision that they've often created. Yeah, And, that's, and, I, and I say they because I, I think you and I as, as, as professional builders usually listen to the client first. What are their intentions? What are their needs? What are their wants? What are their goals? Their aspirations with the car? And educating and that
3: client is the hard part. If somebody's never—that was a problem with the one. He's yeah. learned a lot. It was his first hot rod that he's yeah. ever built. It's great working with Eric. One because we're friends. I'm going to his house for some. I guess there's some big sports match coming up that we're going <laughs> to yeah, have a party. You I mean, can't we say hung out in his know. house on New yeah. Year's yeah. Eve. So, but, you know, he grew up around hot rods from a kid that his dad, he followed him going to shows and then chasing the AMBR and all that. So he understood. I mean, some customers, they don't understand what a reservoir is or a power booster or, yeah, you got to have nuts and bolts. I mean, we was walking around with, I forget who I was walking around with, walking through the drag race building and there's two guys walking around. He says, you know what that's called? No, I don't. He goes, that's a funny car. No, there's no way that's called a funny car. I mean you forget there's people out yeah. there like that yeah. but the education of understanding the cars and I know guys that even have trouble hiring people that they're going to start before they hire people they're going to use flashcards what is this right <laughs> do you know this is a, a roadster no this isn't a roadster coupe no, you mess up your flashcard not knowing what the picture is your interview's over that's a right. good idea. We just right. had yeah. this talk. And yeah, like you know. Dylan, yeah, Zane yeah, wants to do that. Yeah,
0: And we talk about, like like they do in the military. They show you, like, silhouettes of planes yeah. or ground vehicles, yeah. and you have to know those Identify you, them, If yeah. we did this, how great. I mean, if you start giving these to kids, if you're into it, that would be just a cool thing, a good way to learn. It. And then you get parents who can sit around, they can learn the same thing. My
3: favorite is presidential flashcards. Do you know them? Uh, <laughs> I learned there that out go. of a movie. <laughs> it's money. Presidential, <laughs> presidential flashcards. Oh.
0: <laughs> There's
3: different guys that are worth more money. That yeah.
0: would be a favorite, yeah, yes. Definitely.
2: But Benjamin Franklin was never president. Oh,
4: nice. Nice. Well, he oh, should have been. <laughs> nice. Wait,
3: is he just <laughs> on the and $1? The and he's worth a lot, lot. That's why he's on too. the $1. But not everybody else. He's on the 100 He's on the 100
4: oh. Come on. Obviously, <laughs> okay. you didn't pay attention.
3: This, and this is why what I forgot <laughs> JF's like... Oh, I have no idea who these people are
0: from Canada. <laughs> which one has the quail on it? This isn't plastic. <laughs> it was a movie,
3: though. Remember uh, that thing you do it was about a band. Yeah. I was like, what is this? They gave him a bonus at the bar, and they go, "Ooh, I love presidential play flashcards." Jess is like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, which one has the most pinstriping on it? Well, that one.
1: But so, have you guys sort of been around the all slonecker cars and sort of decided what you think of this whole first year in setup and uh... i
0: think yeah, Now, you know do you mean like a, as, as a whole, in general what do you on? think of the whole time? it's i'd say for a first year for working on what did they start working on this like july it June wasn't it july. very long ago yes not a not a bad start i think it, yep. i think it's definitely i like the fact that they're bringing a lot more visibility to this award is it's been really heavy on just building four. Right. Building four has been the, the whole crux of this place for for years. I mean, AMBR since so, so the that's start. That's why yeah. you come here. You know, so yeah. I,
4: Kevin Doyle had a great. He Kev, dove into this thing. Kevin dove yeah. into this, this. Is all yeah. this is all Kevin's deal, man. I he, love that's why I came this year. I wanted to thing. be
0: here for the first
3: year that they blew yes. the Slon- I mean, they always gave the Sloniker Award. People yeah. don't know that it right. was always the best non-rooster car here. Right. And so they just blew up made it a little more prestigious, added some rules, big, big check. Yeah. And but that's why it came out, because I wanted to see how it's done, because I got roped in. I am now the show manager for the Daryl Starbird show coming up in a couple of weeks. Nice. Which pays ten grand there. Wow. And uh, so I kind of wanted to see how they handle it. Now Kevin says, hey, you want to come back again? You're going to judge this too? And I was like, I don't, think, I don't know if I want to do that too. So I've had a good time just checking it all out. But they, they didn't have a full field. They're trying for a dozen, right? Yeah. There's 10 of us. Ten. There's 10. There's only 10 AMBR cars in the other building, too. They didn't get a full field. That happens sometimes. One year, AMBR, they had 18 cars. They let in, shooting for a dozen. But I think the quality here is pretty amazing. Uh, There's definitely not one clear, oh, my God, look at that car. No, there isn't. isn't. Um, It's diverse. There's some that slap you in the face a little harder until you really start looking. Yep. It's really, uh, in five years, there'll be 30 people wanting to bring their cars here. I really do think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I disagree with leaving it at a dozen if there's 30 wanting to come but uh
3: but they might change that i hope they i hope yeah. they get that under control because it might be the whole this whole building might just be the salon yeah
1: i think at the yeah. end of the day um the only way you'd be able to do that is through pictures and sort of internet communication and i think as you know we've both talked about it even two weeks before a car is completely finished it's yeah. not an accurate representation <laughs> of what it is going to be. There's right? a lot in that last 5%. Yeah, that's, that's I, I think sure. if I've got one thing to say to them is just, just don't put a cap on it. Let it grow. To, to so, have, so what do you do? It's like qualifying then. It's
4: like it's like racing yeah, qualifying. Yeah, so this year you this got year 30 we guys. How, yeah. do you, how do you qualify for 12 spots? That's uh... Yeah,
1: and then the qualification should be done right here under this roof, and that way the public can see more beautiful cars.
0: I like that why, idea Why lot. leave
1: them at home, right?
0: Right on. So... Because if
3: you notice some of these shows, we're always working on the next, what we need for the next new flood. That's why I'm worried about magazines kind of going away. Oh, and I've makes, been coming makes, out here for a long time. There's been a lot of years where it was bumper-to-bumper cars. Yeah. And then there's been years that, oh, everything has just a little bit more wider rows. They do that at SEMA some years. Yeah. It's busy. Economy's good. There's more yeah. booths. The t- rows are tighter. Or they space the rows out. So it's still, oh, there's three walkways. Do this at the BMX races, too. Oh, there's less vendors, and they space the rows out. Oh, well, there's still three walkways, but it might be 12-foot wide instead of 10-foot wide. Right. right. So they still fill it, and I've noticed a couple of the rooms here, they've spaced the cars out a little bit more, so hopefully it'll bring some more attention and start keep filling. Of course, you know, Saturday's amazing. They get a 1,000 cars outside. Right. And that's what yeah, makes that's Pomona amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hope they fill this. I hope they fill three buildings full of Sloniker competitors.
1: Yeah, yeah in my head, that would be... Uh then that would be the place you'd have to fly from all over the world to see it, for sure. Yeah.
3: I hear some people came from Canada for this one. It
1: did. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. already a
3: worldwide event. There's, there's some stories about making and the it in cars is the International. Guys International. The Japanese? Yeah, right, ja- guys? Yes. Japanese. That's pretty cool. They yeah. loaded that super thing. That's really cool. Super
1: cool. Awesome. Great group of guys with smiles on their faces the yeah. whole yeah. time. They're having a ball. It's super wicked. It's like me
3: on my honeymoon, just happy to be here. I think And grateful. Yes. That's a weird thing. You
0: we get jaded after a while. Like that other show, do, do we mention? Well, we should mention the other show
1: that this the is kind of show.
0: competing with yeah. in Detroit. There's well, that's what I
1: mean. They're saying that they're not, they're they're not they're not leaving anything on the table. These guys are throwing punches and saying they are going to beat Detroit in the next five years and be more popular and more sought after. I know guys that were building cars for Detroit and have
3: changed their mind to come to Slonick, but they're also not middle of the country guys so it's transportation's a little easier to get out this way if you're close at this way. time of the year yeah, right. and i'm sure and they're going to
1: watch and see how it plays out probably not you know. a
3: chance of a blizzard here like you get in detroit no, no it's a tough drive to detroit uh, that time of year i still sure. know a couple guys building i know a shop that's got one for this year and next two years in a row for detroit yeah no consideration about coming here with either one of those three cars right but uh and he has showed here before so it'll be interesting if any of those change to come here instead of Detroit. Yeah, no matter might. how many people they make mad, there's
1: there's still gonna be somebody show up. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. that's the issue. Yeah. Is they're gonna lose some of the great cars if there's other options because, let's face it, they've made some mistakes over the last few years in Detroit. Oh, yeah. How they've addressed it, how they've chosen to carry the flag and pass it on not a doubt yeah I mean you've yeah you firsthand
0: first hand on that and that's and having competed there okay, competing there and four here four times four times so mm-hmm. one at once
3: one at once all grade 8 every time all been. grade 8 cars every time that's we show up that's a pretty up. good record though, dude. And, I, Impressive. And, if, and if you and believe this is social from media so
1: a dude that has absolutely no desire to build a car like that yeah if you follow social media every time that we showed up we were definitely contending for the win not just to get in the bottom of the the cars were always really great cars um, frustrating this year to see probably the the least taken care of car go through and, and a car that showed obvious flaws end up winning
3: but you know there was some guy that when uh, the Canadian guy won it what did I tell you when I called you and congratulated you on the Riddler uh, you're never because nice I know you. <laughs> I go. Congratulations! I'm having the best car there that weekend.
1: Yeah,
3: and I kind of I like to bust his bubble a little bit. Yeah, go, that, you yeah. don't have the best car in the world. You just have the best car that showed up that weekend. He goes, Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> I, think. I think, but it's true. You still got to be there, right? Yeah, sure, you yeah. Be there. yeah. And that's the thing. And you you don't bring, you don't go at it just as I'm going to bolt something together just to beat this by the rules. You. You take a really creative, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but we really, when we get into a car and we're designing goofy stuff, we're leaving everything else behind. We don't yeah. go, let's okay. Google this and see what somebody else has done. It's what 100%. hasn't been done before. How yeah, yeah. far yeah. can we take it? And that's why I
3: love JF style. That Riviera. I love Rivieras. I build a Riviera. So a lot of people still talk about that Riviera as a bad son bitch and an ugly son bitch. Yeah. They're still talking about that Riviera. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, and they can't deny it's that it won. It's
3: and I've announced fastest it sliding around the autocross. That's gosh. what's cool.
1: <laughs> Drag racing... Kids' ice cream, some other stunts we don't thought Burnout videos. Yeah, yeah just you know, they tires inside of the building. Inside of Kobo? Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonder they made an announcement this year. They were like, there's to be no burnouts inside Kobo Hall. Do you hear us, JF? Look at some Can you translate that to Canadian?
0: You're at that level, though, and like you—you've competed at that level. You've—you've you've won the big trophy. Yeah. There. Okay. On your side, what what goes into it? Especially okay, I, at awards. What's going through your mind? I mean, you don't just build a car like that to just have a cool car. That that car had a yeah. little bit of purpose to
2: it. We we went for Detroit. We everybody knows we didn't win. Uh, we were grade eight. Um, there's a TV show about it. If somebody wants to go watch it. Um, you know, but sure. you you put. You put a lot of heart and soul in it, and and like I talked about earlier, when you have years invested in this, you 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 get personally you know excited about, especially when you make the grade eight and you walk up on stage and your your heart's beating a little bit faster and everything. Um, and there's only one winner, and let's be fair, it's it's a subjective award. It's 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 not objective. It's not you know who finished across the finish line first. So, right. um, I after having built cars for trophies like this for you know 18 years or whatever it's been i think as my personal belief is to step back from it build the car you want if it wins trophies great but you're not gonna always make the judges or the public or everybody else happy with what you built but focus on making yourself happy and the rest will follow um and the level You know, we competed in 04, and that's 16 years ago. And in this industry, a lot's changed in 16 years. Um, And so, you know, people are going to keep pushing it, and they're going to be spending more money than they did the years past because that's how it goes. And so people get really um, upset when they don't win. It happens. But um, I... One of my—I remember my dad meeting with the room full of people that helped when we ran for Detroit, and everybody was super bummed out we didn't win. And my dad just said, "But I got the car I wanted at the end of the day, and yep. that's what you got to do." And so, I think everybody expected him to get really upset about it. And honestly, he—you know—sure, we would have loved to win. Yeah, you know, that's why we went there. Um, but you got to build the car you want at the end of the day. You know, you got to be able to open the garage every day and go out and mm-hmm. look and. And we still do that. I, you know, the car Tim mentions over in the museum over there, and for whatever reason, I haven't been here for a couple of years to see it, but it still tickles me to go over there and look at it. And, you know, when I, when I, my kids when Echo hop in the four-door and sit in the back seat all the time, and, you know, so build the car you want. And if it wins some trophies, great. But, right. you know, it, it, it's just, it's an, it's a subjective thing, and there's a lot of thing there's a lot, it's rolling the dice when you go out there and doing it, and so people... You know, it, it requires you to, again, build the car you want, and if it wins, that's great.
0: Right on. Then, you know, then you later on, though, but it's that you, you're left with that weird perception thing where, like, you're hanging on to that car, which is really cool. If you go to sell that car, you're caught in that weird zone where if you personalized it too much, how do you get rid of it? You know, do you find a buyer for it? Nine times out of ten, I'm sure there's somebody out there who wants that car, they're but like say you have to go to an auction you, you've you been on that side too you've, you've seen that, that weird I don't auction, the auction market you're just side. greasy
1: used car sales yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and the one thing I don't like that they do in the auction too like okay your hard work your blood sweat and tears everything you put into this car is something up there like well that car's well bought or oh man this car or when they say this car has three million dollars invested into it and you're watching it tick up and it's at two hundred forty thousand dollars it's stalling the perception of the yeah. public who doesn't understand any yeah. of this going on looks at it and goes okay three million dollar investment for a what two hundred thousand yeah. so john it's Jackson's only worth one this one month. That has a
1: great
3: weird philosophy about that car this is the one car how much money it made. maybe it was two million to build well that got sold for three hundred thousand he says that car's still making money Well oh, yeah i look at it as cars losing money but you don't really build these cars to make money. Right. No. I mean, it's, it's kind of like chasing the Kentucky Derby. Many people spend a lot of money breeding horses, training, uh, running, yeah. going all these races. Some never even make the qualified to get right. even this, the beginner races. There were 16 races. If you you to have the, the best
0: bloodline out there. It yeah. doesn't
3: matter. And if they hit, yeah, then their stud fees go up. And yeah. I know right. shops that they've won the Riddler and their shops have blown up. I know guys that have closed after the Riddler because they put so much on the line and they just couldn't recuperate. I know a car that got held in the shop. I walked out of awards and it was not JF. And they go, "Congratulations on the award!" And they turned around, looked at the customer, and they go, "Now maybe he'll pay his and blank bill." And they held onto the car for eleven months before they let it leave because it wasn't paid for. Oh,
4: man. So Toss. that
3: shop's still in business, but I know cars. Places that it did not help their business because then you get into a thing. This is a good question for you. I've built, a, I've, I've built cars that's won Best Custom at all these awards. I've never really debuted for a. We, we did go after the custom award the year that you were there. Yep. Um, I'm going to do that again one time. But yeah, I lost what I was saying.
1: You mean the year? You mean the year that it, it was, was the only tie the award in yeah, automotive when when, when Baggy car show when they hand
3: Baggy his sheet and they and Baggy turns around to him and says that's not the car I picked. Yeah, that was the year. Then they split the award at Sacramento oh, that year.
0: No so, way. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yay. Uncomfortable. Yay. Wow. wow, wow,
1: wow. Yeah, so back to Detroit to get to the point. Because <laughs> <laughs> the point needs to be had. It needs to be said. But and they, in Detroit, it, did it
3: blow up your business and make you...
1: Or are people scared
3: to buy have a builder built by a driver? So that's why I'd like to build drivers now. So fun. Are they scared to have a A Super confusing thing happened
1: for me as it went. Uh, I went from building my own personal Kaisers when you and I met at a parking lot at SEMA. Um, I went from building that car, and that car was different enough that it made a couple magazine covers instantly. So for our demographic and our small little area, I went from being able to. Rust repair of somebody's '67 Camaro to all of a sudden don't take your car to JF because it's going to be too expensive to have your rust repair done on your '67 Camaro. I, I I probably took 10 years out of business growth by being lucky enough to have my car featured on the cover of two magazines. It was really weird. Yep, it's a weird and, process. And and the really high-end clients that you would like to attract won't come and see you because you haven't built a reputation, you haven't got a name. You're not anybody, yet. so you really, really narrowed your field of view as far as your ability to work for other people. And that's probably why the wagon ended up being my personal car again. And uh, the Riviera was initially never meant to be a riddler car; just meant to be an all-out asphalt assault nice car, 200-mile-an-hour car. And I still think I've got an itch in my ass to go and do 200 miles an hour in that car. That'll be some other to make this happen have. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah I know somebody else but they're, it not there isn't I need there a couple sponsors FASCA if I had a couple sponsors there?
1: then I'd, I, I could probably do that for sure We could make the first rid, first Riddler winner to, to do 200 um, so I do cool. think I do think this year as a competitor and, 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 and as an observer because I think more so than anything I haven't missed going to Detroit for the last 17 years 16 years Um, I think as as an observation, I think they really, really slipped themselves in the throat, I think they chose a car that didn't go out and promote our industry, they chose a car that months later was at an auction just getting pawned off, and the car failed miserably at auction, and who knows if that's lack of promotion of the car, promotion of the car's ability to win the award or the fact that the collector car market just thought maybe that car wasn't the right car. Maybe they thought it was ugly. I don't know what one of those things or what combination of those things it was, but I definitely know as an ambassador of the industry, an ambassador of the award, I took it very seriously with all of my grade A cars to promote them, to get kids involved, to sort of show the cars off, to do the tour or whatever tour you choose to do, whether it's a couple shows or a couple outdoor shows, you know the drill very well. Yeah. If, if you're an ambassador of the industry, then you really should be doing your work as an ambassador to make sure that the industry is still here in 25 years, right? So if you win one of the biggest awards in the industry, you, I would have thought, and, and, and this is the way I looked at it when it was my turn, that you're promoting the industry. Get out there and do your work. Don't just take the trophy and see if you can cash out at some random auction in Phoenix. Is that making any sense? Describing that way? Perfectly clear sense.
0: That's perfectly clear.
1: So, having walked the walk, I was fairly pissed off to see a car that just took that big trophy, a car that I felt was visually imperfect as far as some of the finish work, a lot of the finish work, and to see that thing just sort of fall away. Yeah, less than a year later, it's just yeah, failed to do your job as an ambassador of the industry. Yeah,
0: like, and after after you won, I mean, that Riviera was beat
1: on everywhere. Beat on.
0: <laughs> you were doing two a weeks lot later. Of I'm that. doing donuts,
1: picking up my kids from school. <laughs> <laughs> like we never showed that car again with mirrors underneath it because there was so many rock chips and rubber marks and scrapes from speed bumps. And
0: but that's the thing, though. You you were all I, doing it. I love it. that. I
1: love I, but I always believed that that's what a car should do. So, so when it was my turn to be the ambassador, I was given a really unique opportunity because I could be the first guy that actually proved, proved it could be done,
4: I, right? I, and that's mm-hmm. why
1: we were at the autocross and like that guy's not going to pussyfoot around. He's gonna see what that. Let's well, I has, admire right? that. I,
4: I'm more. I'm more blown up when I see cars that aren't just trailer queens. Yeah. When you walk away, guys, like well, it's all chipped up and the headlights are frosted. Yes. Yes. You guys are driving the crap yeah. out of this thing. I love yeah. that. That's that's definitely something.
1: So we've talked about it before. Did I devalue the car by making it in imperfect, or did I add value to the car? To because because it proves that it, it creates some pedigree, right? Yeah. I'd like to think that you added value to an entire industry. Well, that's a big statement. But I mean, and
0: I, and I'm not gonna, I, you know me. I don't. I'm not big on hyperbole. I mean, I don't. Unless I'm making a fart joke, then yeah, yeah we'll go I that way. But right. I think you're
4: right. I think you are right how you're saying that.
1: I think you did a lot more than you realize. I heard a couple of people's feelings. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, likewise, I mean, because I thought the next few years people would have to prove that the cars also drive. You just won the award, and I'd go and do your homework. Well, oh you, you took up, it up a notch. I mean one of those guys gonna do it's like Trump I gotta drive the car. But name now. one, name one since that's done that. They haven't. Nothing. Never mind, we nobody's ever really seen that Cadillac drive. That's true. So maybe maybe the collector of car market just spoke freely and said, Hey, if that's if that's your approach to the industry, here's your paycheck. It isn't gonna be the millions that you invested because you didn't add the value to the car.
0: And I think that hurts things. I mean, if you've got a car that's, that was out there and maybe it was an old race car in the 50s, 40s, something like that, it's got history and it sells at an auction, like Ferraris do this, yeah. notoriously. Yeah. You know, vintage Ferraris is a huge market for that because they, they build a pedigree over time, they build value. You know, it won Le Mans this year. Okay, great. It's going to be worth that much money when it comes Still, you take those cars out, like we learned last night on the podcast there's guys out in saudi arabia that own these things that are taking these like 13 14 million dollar cars and they're drifting the hell out of them on a track they're beating the hell out of these things because the cars that's a cool thing and i think it it, it goes down to what you build it for what your purpose is like i said but you you did something for that car where yeah okay a rock chip is going to devalue it because now okay if you look at it from uh, an appliance point of view you've got to go back you got to touch up all those chips and you know how that is. It yeah. It'd be, you know, painting, paint chips And touch-ups up. But, okay, so there might be a slight devalue in that side. But what you did with that car was you showed, okay, you can build something at this level that can be used, gets used, and abused, and comes back asking for more. And it, you still got the car.
1: But I didn't want to be an anomaly when I did it is what I'm trying to say. Right. and what I'm saying is I felt it was my turn to be the ambassador for that year so somebody else was going to take over my role. And I was hoping to just see a bit more of that in the years that followed. If you, if you know,
0: I think it, the bad part is you don't see it at that. It, level, it was but like you a, saw a, double lot of dare, other a double dog dare. Double dog dare. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna <laughs> win that award. Go out kick the and the shit out of that car and yeah. prove that
1: it actually runs. Because the years prior to that, the cars that we were competing against, and there was a car that beat us with a Ferrari engine. You know, and it was like this car is going to be amazing at a racetrack. And I remember hearing the speech over and over and over. Never again. see it man they had a great speech and we didn't really have one and they won the award and it's like never was it driven and it all of a sudden became well it's got to go to a museum it was hardly even shown after so again poor, poor usage and for poor choice by the judges don't pick a car that you don't know isn't gonna be an ambassador to the award and that's what I think they need to really have straight here and I hope I hope you know, the laws of attraction and, and that luck is on their side, for the Al Sloniker Memorial Award to become very significant, the winner has to be somebody who's going to go promote a car as the winner of the Al Sloniker Memorial Award. Otherwise, it is today that somebody wins an award and we forget about it till next year again. Does that make sense? No, uh, I'm, no. I'm loving the analogy of the
4: ambassador thing. Don't build a car if you're not going to be an ambassador to, yeah, get, to our hobby,
1: to our it, to yeah, our. Yeah, go our, buy our, some fancy fucking world. painting. Don't yes. play with us. We're yes. playing yes. cars. We like to burn rubber, burn gas, <laughs> ass, grass, <laughs> cash, or whatever. You're nobody riding for free. <laughs> okay, but, no, but it's a great yeah. way
0: to put that. And you go around the table. You're, you're a hell of an ambassador for this industry. You're everywhere. You constantly preach that, you know, build cool stuff. And you do by example. And this thing, maybe this is the problem. You guys try to do it by example, and it's been spoon-fed everything. It has to be in words only. Just go out and do this. Maybe you just need the right hashtag. Yeah, I've worked hard in the industry to try to make it
3: positive. After I left my first TV show, there's a reason I've turned down 12 offers. I've had contracts with seven in front of me that I won't do something stupid. won't be a drama fighting show. And I just, I believe that we should try to help build this industry our new project we're working on we're going to try to be positive we're going to get it on platforms where kids will see it because they're on their social media and their streaming shows they can't grab a magazine and a newsstand anymore and fall in love with Hot Rod so we hope they stumble upon this and they fall in love with cars
0: so I just try to be positive with what we do and you did that last weekend by the way did I, I do last and weekend and I want to thank you you flew out to Phoenix and oh yeah I did fly out to Phoenix and some crap on worked a car. out
3: in a place that I thought there was going to be cats and the cats you can't pet. Very upset with the guy that's called the cat Catman or whatever he, he is and yeah. he can't
0: pet his cats.
4: Brought a lot of band-aids. He was prepared. But yeah.
0: well, that was that was, that was an amazing thing, a weird thing, and again, thank you again. Yeah, it was awesome. Dude. I don't know if so you crazy. got to know.
3: <laughs> 12-year-old Tim was pretty happy. I got to work all day right beside Matt Hay. Yeah. It was that pretty was awesome. awesome. Pink T-bird awesome. guy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I actually yeah. hit out from Brian the day before in Matt's IndyCar board. It hurt. I was trying to get together uh, yeah. with
0: Matt for lunch that week. The yeah, whole week yeah. It yep. I had lunch off. with
3: him. I had lunch with him. Yeah, that was great. Brian thought, "Why isn't anybody returning my
0: calls?" Everybody didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> Nobody wanted to they talk to him. To, <laughs> exactly. but <it> was <laughs> of beans. I thought I was a piss poor ambassador that whole yeah. week. But <laughs> like, like, you're you're an ambassador on the side that you're out there. Your passion for it. you keep you're building stuff and you're building cool stuff and stuff that you use and you drive.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what JF said is pretty important. I mean, at the end of the day, let's not forget they're automobiles, right? They're not. I mean, and they can be elegant and have a lot of the aesthetic appeal that, you know, all the cars in these shows do. But at the end of the day, they're automobiles, um, and they have to be driven. And you know, I I would love to go take our AMBR car and do a burnout. My mom might have a heart attack, but you know, I mean, uh, he's got a cool plan for the AMBR car that I don't think we're going to talk about. But- <laughs> kind of it by the family, but it'd be pretty cool if he does what he's going to do. So, I mean, I think what you said is is tremendously true. Um, and I think it, I I've often thought a lot about what you said with the things that win Detroit, like kind of go away and never to be seen again. Which yeah. it I, I don't it, it's happened on more than one occasion, yeah, and it's sure. it's it is it is a little curious in some ways. Yeah. Um, it's been
3: done before. AMBR, you know, Dennis Varney drove his car all the way to Indianapolis for the Good Guys Show, right? With that red Model A. Mid nineties, probably was he a yeah, ninety-one they, winner it, something or something like Ninety-five that, yeah. winner or something like that. You know, they drove that thing clear across country, and uh, but they just don't seem to do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, the Potie car, I guess, is getting driven. It'll get driven. George drives his stuff, of course. But, but, uh, yeah, it's fun cool to see him
1: out. When you just said that, you said it kind of in a in a really accurate way. George Potie might be the ambassador of the whole industry. As oh, absolutely, owners, yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, so no obviously no the guys there. that take it seriously are still realizing we are playing with cars. Yeah. We're playing with them. What do cars do? They're transportation. What do they do more than that? They're weekend warriors in any direction you want to go. But 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 his approach to it is accurate. I think uh, guy, most of us that take it seriously have the same approach.
4: I'm thinking the Round 6 group, we need a petition next year for the Sloniker and for the MBR that there's a burnout area out front before you put your <laughs> car in. Burnout box? <laughs> be you, you got to pull up and do a burnout before you pull inside you you get the, the week. I had
1: talked to John <laughs> a few years back, and, and he was really struggling to figure out what to do here. And uh, my suggestion really was the street machine. I mean, this uh, this this show really is Southern California. It's very historic. And the cars that show up are very traditional and historic outside. like You just don't see, like when you go to Columbus, how many street machines do you see? Like thousands of them. You don't see the muscle car street machine here for whatever reason. And I think that, that is what's going to carry the industry. Believe it or not, 81 Camaros, 88 Irocs. See, I'm Fox not sure, sure. even though I we announced have... a lot of
3: autocross, I'm not sure if that, speaking of Columbus, yeah. is... That Everything has to drive around the autocross course. I think I don't agree with that, even okay. though I'm one of the announcers give, on it.
1: Give us that, then.
3: Because it narrows you down. Take Goolsby's awesome Mopar that they built yeah. with the Hellcat in it. Yeah. They didn't enter it in anything right. because they said it's not a street machine. Well, they might enter it in a street machine, but they didn't make it in there. I don't know if they even pulled it in the building. They did not enter it because it's not. Yeah, they didn't even autocross it because it's kind of drag-inspired. So that that narrows okay. that means there's there's people controlling our industry that has the reins in their hands. Well, it, it, is Pro Street going to come back? Every, well that's, I love Pro Street. Pro I don't, street. don't think it'll hey, ever go back as big back. as it's strong, but you'll right now you'll probably not have an amazing Pro Street car come and try to run for street machine of the year because I got to drive around the autocross course.
1: Bingo, we didn't it's come street, this year because we had a drag race inspired car. Yeah. And we knew that it wasn't It had no category. Years ago, you had to
3: drive 25 miles. You had to drive one of their sponsors. I forget what they drove someplace. I say, drive, go to the drive-in, have a burger, drive through town. Don't make them do it in rush hour. Drive through town, put 10, 15 miles around town. They do that for Hot Rod of the Year. They got to do a burnout at the drag strip and. All that stuff. I think they kind of need to do that for a street machine. I agree. Yeah. But every type of car available, not just pigeonhole of a pro tour car. Right. I'm kind of tired of pro tour cars. Right. Pro There's too. a lot of them. But I go to a lot of autocross events, so I see all those all pro, see pro tour, tour cars right. every day. Right. Ooh, look at that blue Camaro with the same wheels. Oh, look at that one. That's a red one. It's the same. To me right now, 90% of the industry is the same as I was growing up. I was always going to rod runs. I was like, oh, man, I love that 32 Ford. Look at it. It's red. Five spokes. Or Turn light. around. There's a blue one with five <laughs> yeah. spokes. Yeah. But it's kind of the same way right now. You know, I had talked with one of the guys that's doing a car for the Riddler. I was in his garage a couple weeks ago, and he's like, some of our hot rod heroes still building amazing cars, but some of their cars aren't like, oh, my God, I'm going to remember that car for the next 15 years. Right. No. The, I like stuff that just, yes, it's, yeah. it's going to stick with you for a long time. Sure, But you for also, sure. the Riviera is one of those. I will remember that car for the rest of my life, yeah. J.F. You Riviera. don't forget that oh, car. Oh, yeah, whether you like it yeah. or hate yeah. that car, you're yeah. not going to forget no. that car. Yeah. That's and very that's much the truth. what I it's like when somebody really steps out and does something different and pulls it off.
1: I agree with you, but I do think our hands have been tied a little bit, haven't they? Because you're a creative guy like that. Oh, yeah.
3: We're always tied by the check. That's why I build some stuff for myself every once in a while. But, you know, the budget's not there, so they're cheaper cars. So I'm cutting the hell out of a Chevelle right now for my dad. And he ain't paying no labor. He makes that very clear every time (laughs) I talk to him. He was listening to me. He's always surprised growing up that I actually listened to him. And I always say when people want me to build a free car because of the TV show I used to do, I was like, if I want to build a free car, I'll build one for my dad. Well, I guess my dad was listening to me. Building a free car for my dad. Nice. Well, do you sell it at auction? No, (laughs) (laughs) It was going to be one of those cars that will never be for sale, but then Dad's like, you know, if somebody wants it bad enough, we'll just build another something. So, yeah, Yeah. that's how we live. It's not for sale, but everything has its price. Everything I have for sale is is for sale except for my wife. Right. But I will rent her out for a party.
1: (laughs) Wow. And the animal of Tim has just arrived. (laughs) And,
3: yes, she has heard me say that many
0: times. Guys, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank thank you. you. Thanks thank for you doing this. I hope we. I think we really brushed heavily into your subject. I, I
1: wanted to make sure. I'm not sure what my subject was, but it was definitely it's, my frustration with people getting a big trophy, small check, and just walking away from their job as an ambassador of the industry. I, you know, the, the industry three has been.
3: I've known shops that done that. That okay. Say, oh, I used to be involved in horse racing. Yeah. Oh my. Now there's motorcycle shows. Yeah, I'm a Harley guy now. No. I bought the vest. I bought the boots. Buy yes. your way into the industry. Now I'm a hot rod guy, and now I'm sell this hot rod. Now I'm going fishing. Great. I have a boat now, but it is—it's people jump around. Some people with money. It's like I'm friends with the drag racer that raced for the Alan Abbey guy, and he goes—they spend money quick and in and out. And he spent and still spends a little bit, but spent a whole bunch for five years. Yeah, that, that one team had a three hundred million dollar budget. And that was just one thing he was involved in. Now I think that same guy or him and his buddies are involved in derby horses. They just jump around.
0: And, but you run the risk now. Then we have an industry loaded up with just a bunch of rich guys, throwing money at <coughs> stuff, and they have no skin in the game whatsoever. This is, again, it comes back to it. this is a livelihood. You spent your entire life doing what you do. Right. Every one of us here has spent, and even... I understand. You spent your entire life around cars. Wait, like, aren't we passion? still 20 years
3: old? <laughs> sure. I really feel that way. I'm 12 mentally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> th- this is all I've ever done, loved, or known. Yes.
3: And this is all I've ever wanted to do. It's a true story. La- my high school counselor pulled me in, knew I worked at the body shop, a small town. He like, said, what do you want to do for a living? I want to build hot rods. He laughed out loud at me. Laughed at me. But when I started getting into magazines and stuff, he asked me to come back and speak at the school. Which so I do speak at of him? schools. Oh, I sorry. have not been back to that school. My sister still works at that school and is trying to get me to come back and do a talk to the kids. But I will remind them, in front of the whole school, still believe in yourself. Larry no Dixon, what. I'm friends with, he's a drag racer, three-time NHRA champion. He came and talked to our BMX kids one time about believing in yourself and also the value of sponsorship. But nobody thought I could be a drag racer for a living, and he's got three titles. He's right. race cars for a living most people are just like yeah that's a long shot same with building hot rods for a living it's not for everybody it's a long shot already that's it you put the effort in
1: we can work until we die (laughs) 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 try a forrest gump rendition i love cars i love driving cars (laughs) i love talking about cars. cars i love buying cars
0: don't love, cars, <laughs> right. Don't
1: love selling cars. Don't
0: love selling cars. <laughs> I'd like to revisit this, though, through the year, if you guys are cool with that. Well, yeah. I'm in. Just am because whoever wins this, this
1: award today, as we're speaking today, needs to be an ambassador of the industry. We'll play with horses. But I,
3: but I knew, though, this last couple days... Eric did say, we're coming back someday. Like he it, did man. say that. Yeah. I don't know if he had any liquor in him last night when he said it. But <laughs> we're he had said a lot he of liquor in me someday. last night. Then you but. have
1: a
4: goal before you do it. You do a burnout in the car you have That's in right. front of your mom.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. A <laughs> to make on make the neighbors expert. happy. Because <laughs> the best way to taunt a client and a good friend is just to get them back in the game. And it's recorded now, yes. too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll live forever. <laughs> An <laughs> infamy. Peer pressure's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's a like a of, contract. I'm isn't a little it? scared of his wife. She can
3: oh. talk to her mother on the phone in just normal Russian, like, how are you doing today? And I am scared to death of her.
0: Awesome.
3: We'll call it Red Sparrow. That'll
0: <laughs> be the next, the next car name. <laughs> <laughs> we need a copyright now. Yes. <laughs> Shut the mic Sign up the domain. Go, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow. Go. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank, we you. thank you, guys. We're going really. head to the airport. Yeah. So. Sorry, you, you, yes. Thank you for take, taking time with Thanks, us. For Thanks for having us. It. Thanks for being here. awesome. Dude. 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 Glad Dude. you're still recording some podcasts. Yeah. We're glad we're doing it. Looks too. good well, on you guys. Thanks. Yeah. So we, we just we hope that we're bringing something of our value to the industry. Podcasts work because you guys have a face for radio. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <true. big> time. <laughs> so my, my mom always told me. But thank you. Thanks for what you did last night. Yeah. Yeah. Thank It you. was yeah. awesome. Glad I could be out there when he yes. called me and says, yeah.
3: hey, we're going to do this thing for Brian. Yes, just let me know. And I'm glad. I am busy doing a lot of stuff, but I'm glad it worked. He was excited about it. it. It
4: wasn't like, okay, no. It's like, yes. let's know No way. I didn't we'll hear go.
3: nothing about it. And then I was like, I kept pestering him, and a lot of guys were going to come, but it's, it's handy that it was before the Roadster show, but it also hurt a couple people yeah. from be able to come because oh, it was yeah. before for the Roadster right. show and a couple people, you know, still thrashing on stuff for
1: Detroit. Oh, I could have used a few more dudes in there, but
3: we we got it done. You
0: know, it's already great it break break out. Break. out.
1: So before that ends, before that conversation ends, I think it's key and pivotal to our whole industry to remember that the orchestration of that is amazing and it's important. You see it a lot in the lowrider industry. Those guys yeah. will get together one guy's a really good pinstriper. One guy's really good at painting. One guy's really good at this or that. And as a group, they can sure build a lot of cars because you don't get super tired. It's kind of like the greatest songwriter in our in our
3: generation said: "Stop, collaborate, and listen." <laughs> that's all. That's all the song I got. I can't do any more. But yeah. But maybe maybe he was not.
0: He's up there though. He's pretty high up there, right? That works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I think we're yeah. solid, but Thank you, guys, again, yeah, man. Thank Ash- you. We'll, we'll Thank you. touch base on this after the show and uh, see how this went Yeah.
1: Good luck this afternoon.
0: Yeah. Seriously, good yeah, luck. Good man. luck, man. Brought a yeah. great car. Yeah. yeah.
1: Brought a good car. Yeah, I you want did. to land in Nashville.
3: Turn on my phone, and there's JF <laughs>
0: doing
1: a burnout. by the, the cops after the burnout. Yeah. There is no, uh-huh. S- no way we'll win. But burnouts, yeah. <laughs> you can almost put money on that. <laughs> Thanks again for listening,
0: and be sure to keep up with us gearheads over on our website at www.round6pod.com. And if you'd like to, we invite you to follow along with us over on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to check out all of our latest videos on youtube.com. Big thanks once again to our sponsor, Trailer Tug. Please visit them at TrailerTug.com and learn more about the world's strongest trailer dolly. Our listeners receive 10% off their order when they use the discount code ROUND6 at checkout or when calling their order in.